Welcome to Crushing Kayfabe, the first episode of Crushing Kayfabe in 2022. My name is Jason Garish, and I know this wrestling show, but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the, uh, the passing of Betty White. So unfortunately, I heard about that from a co-worker when I was at work, and uh, some very sad news. She died at 99. But just on a, a article for People Magazine uh, interviewing her and uh, had a cover shot of her for her 100th birthday, which was unfortunately a little premature, but uh, but yeah, um, rest in peace, Betty White. Sorry to hear that. Um, another very, very sad celebrity death was the uh, passing of John Madden. Um, being a Raiders fan, that was one that hit me pretty hard. Um, obviously, John Madden was an individual who transcended football not only did he um obviously was one of the greatest coaches of all time but he was also one of the greatest broadcasters slash commentators of all time and uh had an incredible influence on the uh, video game industry with his man football i mean uh, not only was he a great coach but he was a great teacher a lot of us grew up with uh, Madden football, learning how to play the game and learning the rules of the game, learning different plays. Um, and the game itself really changed how sports games were approached and set the bar and the standard for how uh, video games were um, were designed. And that's, uh, that was a real sad passing. I just recently watched the uh, All Men documentary and... Um, it was. It's a great. Uh, it's a great show. If you get a chance to uh, to watch that, please do. Uh, it's a, a great documentary about the about man's life. But once again, someone who truly transcended the sport and left the lasting import on the game and um, and really uh, impact. I should say not import. Um, and really uh, was uh, a fundamental aspect of the game that. Change the game, change broadcasting, and uh, change video games forever. So, I mean, I can't emphasize how much of a, a tremendous loss that was. And uh, somebody who, uh, growing up, I really didn't appreciate the way I should have. And um, later on, becoming a Raiders fan and uh, and uh, kind of going into history and and uh, seeing the, all the that he accomplished having the highest winning percentage of any coach um you know just uh being the youngest coach at, at that point in time um his innovation with the tele teleprompter were um were things that changed uh changed pop culture and changed sports and changed video games and changed a lot of things uh forever so um so it was really uh really sad to to hear the passing of uh, of John Madden, may he rest in peace. And the thoughts and prayers go out to his family. And um, yeah, that was a, that was a tough one, definitely. But uh, but yeah, I hate to hear that. I hate to show, to start the show off on a you know depressing note with two uh, two real uh, two hard losses to uh, to not obviously not wrestling but uh but in general and um along that theme unfortunately i was kind of uh, remiss in not mentioning some of the individuals that we had lost within the wrestling community 
from 2021. It was it was a rough year on on all of us, and uh, and the wrestling community was no exception to that. I mean, we lost uh, just to name a few. Obviously, this list is not complete, but we lost uh, Blackjack Lanza, who's dead at 86. Bobby Eaton, um, who's dead at 62. Uh, Butch Reed. Uh, Corporal Kirshner, um, Daphne, um, Daphne Unger, a.k.a. Um, I'll probably screw up her last name. I always do Shannon Sproul. I was a big fan of hers from uh, WCW up through TNA and um, and really kind of revolutionized, in my opinion, uh, women's wrestling in some ways. And, you know, inspired, if you, if you ever... See Nikki Ash, her previous character with the the whole screaming and the the crazy act. That was that was basically Daphne in a nutshell. So I mean, she learned that all from Daphne, and and um, and then in the future, uh, pretty hopefully pretty soon, I, I plan to do an episode devoted to her and uh, devoted to CT and uh, mental health in general within the wrestling community. That's something I'm working on. And that was that was a loss that uh, unfortunately I never met her, but that was a loss that affected me because I was a big fan of hers and really enjoyed some work dating back to WCW. Because uh, in the one, in addition to uh, being a wrestling fan, I'm a huge uh, Misfits fan, so seeing her work with the, with them in WCW was uh, was one of the things that really got me interested in in uh, her as a wrestler and. Um, so yeah, I plan on devoting an episode in the future to uh, highlight that a little bit. But um, you know, if it if you heard heard or seen her Instagram um, video, her last video it was it was uh, it was pretty heart wrenching and pretty uh, pretty disturbing because she she it was made previous to her her suicide and. Um, she makes reference to wanting to donate her brain to research, and uh, and um, if I'm not mistaken, I think she shot herself in the stomach. But uh, I don't want to get too much into that right now. But yeah, that's something I plan on exploring in the future because that's something that is still an issue that concerns me, um, pertaining to not only wrestling, football, any contact sport. You know the uh, results of the lasting results of CTE is something that needs to be examined much more carefully and needs to be... I know that there are um, concussion protocols in place in wrestling and in, uh, and in football, but there are people that are uh, are losing their lives way too early and just, uh, just their quality of life in later years is not what it should be. You know, But, but that's a topic for another time. Unfortunately, we lost Jimmy, uh, Jim Crockett Jr., who's that died at uh, 76. Um, we lost Jimmy Rave, and I spoke about that in a previous episode also. If you get a chance to uh, tune into his last interview, which was done on Chris Jericho's podcast, it's, it's an excellent interview. Um, you know, he was a triple amputee uh, who had a had a career in TNA and some other pro- I th- other promotions uh but but there's real real inspirational guy up until the very end um 
had overcome substance abuse and even set up a clinic to combat substance abuse. So, so that's something, uh, yeah, if you get a chance to, please, uh, please explore that further. You know, um, a new Jack that died at 58, I believe of a heart attack, if I'm not mistaken, but, um, boy, we could devote an entire episode to new Jack. Wow. Um, just his work in ECW, um, yeah, just, uh, he walked the walk. Wow. That guy was, uh, not someone you wanted to mess with, so, but yeah, New Jack, uh, passed this year. Paul Orndorff, someone I grew up watching WWF, you know, uh, was, um, had really, um, deteriorated in his later years i i saw the um the video that his son had posted of him and uh it, that was really sad to watch um see i know the patriot died at 59 um um josephus from nwa who i was a real big fan of who um was also known as the question mark later on had uh had taken on that person persona I um, really enjoyed his work. He was really entertaining. Um, yeah, I'm not even sure how he had died, unfortunately, but that, that's someone who definitely died way, way too early. And uh, those are some of the people, just a, a very small list of people who had, we had lost in the wrestling community from 2021. You know, 2021 was a hard year. I'm hoping that... Uh, this year, 2022, is a lot better, I'm hoping. But, uh, but yeah, we had some real significant losses in 2021. And, uh, and, uh, hopefully, uh, things will go much better in, in, uh, 2022. Um, let's see. I mean, uh, yesterday, or, yeah, I'm taping this on, or taping, recording this, I should say, on, on the second to be broadcast on the third, but uh looks like Brock Lesnar won the championship again. Whoa. At the uh day one pay per view. I mean uh apparently uh Roman Reigns had um had tested positive for COVID, so uh hopefully he's doing well. Jeez, he had um you know, his battles with with was it leukemia previous to this, uh so he's got a weakened immunity immunity so um so hopefully uh he's doing well that's that could really knock him for a for a loss right there hopefully uh hopefully he's doing well because because uh, that's nothing to laugh at um you know that's the only reason i would imagine that reigns had a uh, would lose would um not show up to pay for you for that but uh I mean, uh, that was a genuine concern previously with him was he didn't come back for quite a while because of the um, the pandemic and his weakened immune system. So now that he's uh, actually contracted COVID, man, that's gotta that's gotta be scary. But uh, but Brock's the new champion, so uh, so congratulations to him, and uh, that should be really inter interesting. He's kind of revitalized things with a. 
a new look and a little bit new persona. So, so that should really be uh, that should really be interesting. Um, I mean, other things have happened in the last week or so. Um, Tony Khan with the whole uh, Big Swole incident. I don't know how many people have um, have been following this, but uh, Big Swole had listed or um, had tweeted, I should say, a statement regarding uh, diversity within AEW um, and saying that there's not enough of it and that's why she left the company and uh, the fact that she's not someone who uh, can come up with their own creative ideas as far as what what uh, roles she should be doing as a wrestler and what storylines she should be doing. Um, I mean, she did. It was quite an eloquent, uh, eloquently written uh, tweet. I mean, uh, I disagree with some of the things she said, but, uh, but it was quite professional and elegant the way that she wrote it. Um, and uh, unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, Tony Khan's response was not as eloquent. Um, I mean, I agree with a lot of what he said, but at the same time, he said it in a manner which was very unprofessional and came off uh, as a spoiled rich brat. I mean, uh, was not very professional in the way that he approached the situation at all, and that's something that needs to change. Hopefully in the upcoming year, it's something that he'll work on because his response was was not okay um and i know it's caused a lot of controversy controversy a lot of people have uh have uh reacted adversely to uh to some of the things that he said and it was uh basically he responded with by saying um mentioning the various um executives and whatnot within the organization who are who were of other um other ethnicities and uh which i agree with them on i mean obviously it's a fact i mean he himself is not caucasian you know there's there's brandy Rhodes. there there's quite a few individuals within that organization that they're they're not white um but the way that he worded it was uh what came off came off making him look very badly and uh like i said it's something that i hope he addresses in the future because it, it didn't didn't put the company in a good light didn't put himself in a good light and uh really kind of made him look foolish um but like i said big swole uh who was released from the company or she quit i don't know i from my understanding, she quit, but um, but she came off looking a lot better, even though a lot of the stuff she stated wasn't quite factual. I mean, just the way she wrote it and approached the whole situation was much uh, was done in a much more professional manner. I mean, in that situation, Khan had two choices: either don't address it at all, or compose a formalized statement, which. Um, was done and had much better verbiage than what he did put out. Um, like I said, once again, he came off as kind of a, an obnoxious, spoiled, spoiled rich kid, which he, he kind of is. And I don't think, um, 
It painted AEW or himself in the best light, and that's something that needs to be addressed. Um, like I said, I don't agree with what she said, but she said it in a much more, uh, much more um, professional and uh, eloquent way than uh, than Khan did. Um, and it's not the first time that Khan has responded in this manner. He's he's had a few situations where he's come off come off as very brash and and for lack of a better word petulant um i mean my thoughts go back to the media scrum he did where he stopped the reporter dead in her tracks with the um refuting what she had said about um the whole situation with the women's division in aew so so that's something he definitely needs to address and work on because uh it's not it's not helping anybody in wrestling or within the organization to uh, to come off to come off uh, appearing that childishly. So that's definitely something. Like I said, I from the start, I never really was a Big Swall fan, and I never really cared for her character-wise. I don't. She always came off as kind of obnoxious to me, character, and always. It was hard to get behind her because I didn't like her character at all. And I don't know if that was something she created or if that was something that was created for her. It, but um, but I could never get behind her character whatsoever. So from that standpoint, I really didn't miss you know not seeing her on my television anymore because because uh, I really didn't enjoy watching her. Um, uh, from a wrestling standpoint, she wasn't that bad in the ring. So, I mean, when she had a good look. and uh, So, I mean, there's not saying that they couldn't have done something uh, with her, but for Tony Khan to come back with a statement just saying that she wasn't a good wrestler, that's why he re- didn't renew her contract. Um, yeah, that, that doesn't look good. You That's not something you would expect to see from a billion dollar organization or or expect to see from from WWE for instance you'd never see a statement like that from anybody so so yeah he's got to tighten that ship up a lot and and start appearing more professional otherwise he's going to lose he's going to start losing um sponsors he's going to start start losing possible prospects for wrestlers in the future and that that's not a good thing um so yeah i don't want to beat that horse to death but if you get an opportunity to read the both of the both of the twitter remarks you know that that definitely um you can make your own mind up but uh but yeah like i said i don't don't agree with big soul but um but she per approached the situation in a much more mature and professional manner so so it really kind of painted um, Tony Khan in a, in a in a negative light, in a negative fashion. So, so yeah, that's those are my feelings on the situation. I hope that we can get past that and don't don't see any recurring situations like that anymore. But and hopefully Tony Khan learns from it and approaches things differently because because I really do like what he's done with the company. I think he's accomplished an amazing amount in a very short time with this company and should be applauded for that you know but let's not turn into a dixie carter not let's not turn into uh 
to a, a you know a small time promotion type uh, type of persona, you know, and 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 I know several people have suggested that he's playing a character similar to like Mister McMahon did back in the Attitude Era or on forward. You know, I, I don't believe that. I think that I think that's uh, how he honestly feels about things and was expressing himself. And didn't know how to do so in in a professional manner, which uh, which someone who is a billionaire, who owns a large corporation, who owns um, a company that gets shown to millions of viewers on a weekly basis, should should know how to address the public in a better manner than what he does and what he's shown so far. So, so that was disappointing uh, seeing seeing that tweet and seeing how things went down there but uh, but yeah um i really don't have too much more to cover um just thank you for thank everybody for listening i'm really looking forward to 2022 because i think it's going to be a great year for wrestling i think we got a lot of things coming up i mean if i have any real big predictions i mean uh i could kind of off the top of my head go some things i mean Personally, I predict that AEW is going to drop a whole lot of wrestlers in this coming year. I think you're going to see a, kind of an AEW bus flip coming up because they can't sustain all of the people that they have. And quite frankly, a lot of people they have aren't contributing a whole lot right now. I mean, you've got Dark, you've got Elevation, but there's only so many so many uh, people you can put on those. And uh, unless that format changes drastically, if they add another hour to Rampage or they had another show, uh, there's no way that they can sustain this big of a roster. And from a, a financial and business point of view, I think it would just be silly because you're losing money that you don't have to be losing. And they've got a lot of dead weight on the roster right now. They've got a lot of uh, wrestlers that they're underutilizing. So I you might as well cut them free. They can go to GCW, they can go to New Japan, they can go go to other places. So it's kind of selfish and silly to keep them around and just continue to pour money down the drain. Um, that's one of my big predictions. Um, I think you'll see another bus flip from uh, WWE. I think you'll see more. Um, I think you'll see uh, more releases from WWE. And uh, I think you'll probably see uh, at least one of the AEW stars end up uh, getting signed by WWE in the near future. Um, I, I can't tell you who I think it would be. I mean, obviously, was it MJF's uh, contract doesn't come up till I think, 2024, if I'm not mistaken. So he's got a couple more years on his AEW contract, but... I wouldn't be shocked if the if WWE is taking a look at them, at him, I should say. Um, it's kind of hard to predict nowadays what WWE is going to do. I can't figure out their strategy. I mean, uh, Nick Khan has uh, kind of taken the reins. You can kind of tell. It looks like he has his fingerprint all over things, and uh, and he's been a pretty solid businessman because despite putting out a real mediocre product they've been able to continue to make a lot of money so on and uh, you know the deal with 
uh, deal with uh, NBC, I should say, and Peacock is uh, a prime example of that, how much money they got. So I don't see the WWE going anywhere in the near future, and I mean, or in the long future, to tell you the truth, because um, I think they've got things well under control. What If I'll be watching the project product, that's a whole other story because, uh, quite frankly, I think the product is not very good right now. But I've heard good things about the uh, the day one pay per view, so I'll have to check it out. But uh, but yeah, if they continue on this path, uh, like I said, uh, they're gonna make money. They're gonna continue to make sales. They're gonna continue to do whatever they want. It's just at this rate, they're just gonna have a really mediocre product for a while now. I think. I don't see that changing in the immediate future. I don't see anything getting better. I don't. I don't think they'll go from a PG product to a mature product. I. I, I don't see that happening anytime in the future. Just to satisfy a few uh, fans, no, no, because their bread and butter right now is with the, with the kids, with the, uh, with the casual wrestling fans. That's. They know their market, they know their demographic, and they'll continue to pander to it, and um, I don't see that change in the near future. With a few things for the uh, the Markish fans in there, they'll continue to do that. But um, but yeah, that's that's another one of the predictions, is you won't see anything, anything of that nature change. Um... I mean, my another prediction I could probably say for 2022 is I think you're going to see Kenny Omega with a new gimmick. I mean, I think he he, I don't think it was just um, you know physical concerns why he's taking some time off from wrestling. I think, and granted, the guy's been all over the world and he's been at so many different promotions, doing a lot of work this year. But uh, but I think he I think. From a creative standpoint, he might be burnt out, and I think he's going to reapproach things and come up with a new, new fresh gimmick. And I, my prediction too is I think you're going to see a split with Adam Cole and All Elite, and there's going to be a feud there with the with um with his his previous faction and uh, between them and All Elite. Elite. That's that's just my opinion. Um, I mean, any other predictions? Wow, at this point of the game, that's real tough to say because the last few years have been so unpredictable. It's it's not even funny. So I'm gonna kind of leave it at that and say that um uh, say that my predictions in 2022 will be not very predictable. <laughs> um, I think you're gonna see uh, this Omicron variant become an endemic unfortunately and i don't see i don't think we're going to see an end to to the covid um virus anytime soon so so uh i think we'll continue on with live crowds but if things get worse you might see that go back to uh through earlier stages of the pandemic which uh which might restrict uh do i think we'll come back to the the whole Thunderdome concept and with uh, no live audiences? No, I don't. I don't foresee that in the, in the immediate future at all. Um, but yeah. Hey, um, that's kind of all I got 
for today's show. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to Then and Now Flea Market in downtown Trenton, Tennessee. You can go down there and you can pick up some of my merchandise. You can pick pick up my CD. You can pick up uh, some really cool uh, handmade stuff that my uh, my wife had made. Um, I'll also give a shout out to uh, Lucky Lady Candles. Um, check them out on Facebook and on Etsy. I've uh, purchased their product in the past and uh, been really satisfied with their really good uh, quality handmade products. Um, check out jgear.com, J-A-Y-G-E-R-R.com. Uh, you can go on there and check out my music, buy some, uh, buy some music, buy some merchandise from there and, uh, and see what dates I'm playing next and see if I'm, I'm playing anywhere near you. Um, let's see, uh, crushingkfabe.com. You can go there, crushing with a K, crushingkfabe.com. You can uh, see our latest news. You can uh, buy some merchandise, and uh, you can check out the latest episode there. So check that out, crushingkfabe.com. And other than that, I think that's all I got. So, uh, hey, here's looking to the new year, 2022, and uh, hope everybody's safe, sound, and, uh, hey, God bless. All right? <laughs>